Judges 4, verses 14 through 24. Then Deborah said to to, uh, Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all of his chariots and all of his armies to the edge of the, of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted uh, from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariot and the army as, uh, as far as Hereseth. And all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael the wife of Heber, of Kenite, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazar, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me, do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket and then, said, then he said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened up a jug of milk and gave it to him and covered him. And he said to her, Stand at the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, Is there any man here? You shall say no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple. And it went down into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And then as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into her tent, there lay Sisera, dead with the peg in his temple. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, in the presence of the children of Israel, and the hand of the in the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin king of Canaan. I'm also going to go to 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now you say, Pastor, that was pretty gruesome. That's what you get when you let a man speak on Mother's Day. I told Sister B, she said, what are you preaching today? I said, I'm preaching on JL. And she said, oh boy. (laughs) So, this is what you get. But I do this because I want to point something out to the ladies in this room today. You are powerful. You are powerful. And you are anointed of God to do great things in his kingdom. And whatever that looks like, I promise you today, Um, that God is calling you to do that. So for a few moments, I want to preach this topic, a peg in your hand. A peg in your hand. God is good this morning. Amen? Amen. And all the time, you may be seated. So when you start talking about great mothers, you can't help but think of the first woman to give birth in this earth, that Eve, she is the mother of all creation, or Sarah is the mother for the nation of Israel who, as an old woman, became pregnant and gave birth and produced a child in her old age, or Rachel gives birth even while she's dying and pushes out a king. So many great, notable women in the Bible that did such amazing things. 
Ruth, Naomi, Esther, everyone knows who they are because they are some of the incredible legacies that they have left behind throughout the word of God. That will live on and live in lives that are still teaching and many lessons that you will hear throughout your life. You will hear those names. And their names will live on for years to come. But today I want to bring to you a woman who used her house. She used her dwelling place. She used her tent to help free a nation and to destroy an enemy. A woman who was not willing to sit around waiting on someone else to get the job done, but she took matters into her own hands. Any women in here that you say, you know what, there's just sometimes I get tired of waiting for it to be done, so I just take matters into my own hands. I know some of you in here. I know you do. Your husband's wanting to raise his hand and point, but it's Mother's Day. And he is operating in the wisdom of the Lord right now. So I present to you today, J.L. Let me give you some background to this story. The children of Israel were living in the promised land, but not possessing the promised land. They had not conquered it yet. Many of their enemies were still in the land, harassing them endlessly. And the theme of the book is expressed in this verse right here in Judges 17 and 6. It says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. This is exactly where we are today, that in this postmodern culture, the absolutes have been set aside in favor of personal morality, that right and wrong is now a matter of personal choice. Text, I want us to look here at the text of Judges 1 through 3. It says, and when Ehud that was dead, that the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them in the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan. The commander of his army was Sisera, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. So we see here that, that they're doing what they want to do, what pleases them, so the Lord is upset with them. This is the pattern of the book of Judges. It's a cycle that the, the, the children of Israel are in. It is sin, suffering, supplication, and then salvation. You see it over and over again. The people would sin, and then they would suffer under an oppressor, and then they would pray for deliverance, and God would raise up a judge, a leader, to save them from their enemy. So at that time, at this time we're looking at here, we see that there is Deborah and Barak, and at the time of uh, the prophetess named Deborah was placed judge over Israel. And the people went to her in matters of justice, and we see in Judges 4, 6, it tells us that she summoned a man named Barak who God chose to be the leader of Israel's army against Jabin's forces. Now Sisera was the commander of the Canaanite army. He was a powerful but yet cruel man who oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. So Deborah went to tell Barak to gather his men for the battle and Barak responded this way. So she goes to him and said, the Lord has spoken and the Lord has chosen you to be the man to lead the army out to basically get your freedom from what you are doing, the oppression. And she tells Barak this and here's what he says to her. He says, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I'm not going to go unless you go with me. Deborah's like, hold up, you want me to go with you? 
what do you want me to do? You've got an army of 10,000 men, and you're wanting me to go. So we see here that Deborah says, okay, I'll agree. So Deborah agrees to go, but tells Barak that because of the way he responded to God's call, there would be no glory given to him in Sisera's defeat. In fact, God was going to sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Instead, and give her the glory. And that woman was J.O. So it's clear to see that they had an enemy wanting to destroy them, destroy their families and destroy their homes, keep them captive. They had an enemy. And the reality this morning is, Mama, woman of God, you have an enemy of your home. And that's why you must heed the words of Paul in Romans 13, 11 through 14. It says, uh, and do this knowing the time that now is the high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than we, have ever, than we first believed. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the work of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverently or uh, in drunkenness or lewdness or lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. So in this verse, Paul is dealing with the fact that the Christians in Rome were not taking the duty of being faithful Christians seriously. That he was calling on them to consider three important things regarding their responsibility to Christ. Paul was seeking to stir up and to wake up the people of God. That he was telling them to guard their walk with God. He was trying to open their eyes to the traps that are set before them as Christians. And he was telling them that I'm hope, what I'm hoping to get across to, to everyone, but especially the women in this room this morning, is to stay awake in this hour before it is too late. Too late for what? Too late for, the, for them to be effective for the Lord in the city that you live in, in the house that you live in, and the family God has given you. Too late in the period that, that they were living in, that Paul was saying to that period, to that church, he was telling them these things, be, be alert and be, 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 uh, be uh, active what you're doing and make sure you're paying attention around you but I'm here today to tell us uh, that what uh, our opening text was saying was be sober to be serious or in right mind to be vigilant uh, keeping careful watch for the possible dangers uh, for the adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour I want you to hear your pastor this morning ladies uh, of Life Point, because there's an all out attack taking place on your home, on the hearts of your family and your children, on your church and on righteousness and on holiness and on purity. It is not time to leave your home unattended, but it is time to be sober, be vigilant because there is an enemy of your house. Today, mothers, wives, women of Life Point, I want you to understand that this morning that there is an enemy that you have an enemy, an enemy of your house. There is an enemy of your children. Do not fool yourself and think there is not, for there is. There is an enemy of your marriage. There is an enemy that is, uh, is putting together a scheme against you and that he is against you, he is not for you. That you have uh, an enemy and he's dead set on destroying all that you hold dear to you. He is strategically and specifically pointing you out. He is doing it right this minute 
in fact, uh, that he is aimed uh, at personally uh, taking down uh, the targets of your heart that you have placed there for God uh, in your home and in your mind, in your life. Uh, He plans to do anything and everything in his power to stir up challenges uh, in you uh, and in your household and on your job and in your children. Uh, Challenges that's going to come against you. His goal is to get you uh, to shrink back and not to rise up and stand firm uh, in the victory that you've already been given in Jesus. You have an enemy. But I want to come this morning and remind some women uh, that you are powerful in Jesus. uh, That you are powerful in the kingdom. uh, That you are powerful in your worship. uh, That you are powerful when you're singing praises. uh, That you are powerful when you go to your prayer closet. You have power and you are powerful this morning. A praying woman is a dangerous woman. I'll say it again. A powerful or powerful woman or a, a praying woman is a dangerous woman. There's just something about her, a determined woman on her knees praying for her home and her family, her children, her husband, her marriage, and praying for her church. You want to see a powerful woman, you will find her in a prayer closet. Judges 4, 17 through 20, it says, However, Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. And for there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. There was peace there. And and Jael went out to, to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord. Turn aside to me and do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with the blanket and, she, and he said to her, please give me a little water to drink for I am thirsty. He just came from war. He's running. He's on the run. So she opened a jug of milk and gave him a drink and covered him. And he said to her, he said to her, stand at the door of the tent and if any man comes to inquire of you, Basically, if any man comes asking, have you seen Sisera? Have you seen a man that looks like this? Has any man passed by? He said, I want you to go to that door, stand there, and if they ask if any man is here, I want you to tell them no. I want you to lie on my behalf and tell them that I am not here. You see, now Jael had no intentions of hiding the enemy in her home, and neither should you. She had no intentions on leaving him there alive and dwelling in her tent. She wasn't about to make her house a secret place for the enemy to dwell. Mama, if your kids are bringing sin into your home, it's okay for you to call them out and correct that. If they're watching something they shouldn't be watching, that's not pleasing unto God, it's okay for you to call that out and say that that's going to stop today. That's all right to do that because God has placed you there to do that, to watch over that house. I heard it said once, and I love this saying, a pastor friend of mine said, he said, it's not so much about what is entertaining you when you're watching something, he said, but it is what what you are entertaining while you're being entertained. What spirits are we offering into our house? Are we offering them a dwelling place to hide? But listen to me this morning. Woman of God, bring some light to the darkness of the sin. 
If sin comes in, don't hide it in the shadows of your house, but you should bring light to it. I say, Pastor, where do you get that from? Let me read it. I'm glad you asked. Ephesians 5, 6 to 14 says, Do not, don't be fooled by those who try to excuse their sins, for the anger of God will fall on, uh, on all who disobey him. Uh, it says, don't, don't participate in the things that these people do. For once uh, that you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. For the light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Uh, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Uh, and take no part uh, in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Don't live with them. Don't get comfortable with them, but expose them. If the light is in you, expose those things. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, for the light makes everything visible. So hear me this morning, mama. Hear me, woman of God. Satan doesn't, doesn't uh, need your assistance in hiding things. He's got that down. But God is looking for a woman that is willing to assist him in exposing some things that need to be called out and said, not in my house. No, 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 not in this place. I, this is not a place for the enemy to dwell, but this is a place for the enemy to come in. And what the enemy is going to find is a place that they're not welcome to come. That's what it has to be. That's how it needs to be. God is wanting your assistance. God has not called you to hide away in the darkness of the shadows of the enemy, but he has called you to put the full armor of God uh, on so you can stand against the schemes of the devil, against the tricks of the devil, to stand up in your home against the deceptive tactics of the adversary, to stand up and to simply expose uh, everything that is trying to be hidden inside the house uh, of your house. Jesus said it in Matthew 21, 13, uh, about the temple, about his house. But I think we should echo it today in this place for your own house. My house shall be called a house of prayer. It's not a hiding place for sin. Amen. Judges 4, 20 to 24. Believe it or not, I'm closing. You inspired me, Huntley. But if you've been here for any time, you know that means nothing. Everybody gets excited when the wheels come down the airplane. But it's a good 20, 30 minutes before you're landing. I'm just prepping. I'm just, I won't take that long. Verse 20 says, and he said to her, stand at the door. This is just to kind of bring it back here. If any man comes and inquires you, tell him, tell him I'm not here. Tell him no. It says then... J.L., Heber's wife, took a tent peg. I don't know exactly what they looked like back then, but this is pretty rough. She took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand. And she went softly. This just kind of jumped out to me. She went softly. First of all, he asked for water, and she gave him milk. 
You ever have babies that cry at night, you want them to go to sleep and sleep good? What do you give them? I think she just wanted to make sure he was going to be sleeping real good. But it says that she came softly to him. I wonder what would happen if powerful women of God would start sneaking up on the enemy like he sneaks up on your family. There's always a surprise attack that we just said, we didn't see that coming. I would love if we would flip that sometimes where he would say, my Lord, I did not see her coming. So she softly snuck up on him and she drove, I know it's gruesome, but it's Bible. She drove the peg into his temple and it went down into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. That woman has got a swing on her. Woo, my goodness. And then... As Barak pursued sister, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man that you, that you seek. And when he went into the tent, there lay Sisera dead with the peg in his temple. I wonder what that response was like. Like, what exactly went down in here? <laughs> what just happened? Some of you moms, you know you walk in the room, you're like, Can someone please explain what just happened? How did this happen? I think it was one of those moments where he was probably, can you, can you please, um, I mean, I, if I was him, I think I'd probably be backing up from her and be like, could you explain what happened? You're not mad at me, are you? <laughs> I am with you, not against you. <laughs> Put the hammer down, please. You ain't got any more pegs hidden, do you? <laughs> so here he lays. Here he lays with the peg to the ground. So on that day, on that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, in the presence of the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had completely destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. So that took a crazy turn. Yes, it did. When the enemy, that's why I say we need to fool him. It may be for a long time, maybe, maybe he shows up at your door because he actually feels he's welcomed there. Maybe you've made a place for him. The only reason that he ran to, to JL's house is because there was a relationship between his people and her husband's people. They had built a relationship there. That's why he felt comfortable to even come and ask her, can I come in and hide in here? He did not realize what was getting ready to take place. I'm telling you, our houses cannot be a place where the enemy feels comfortable just to come knocking on the door and say, can I come in and find a place to rest? But we need to be a house. You need to have a house, woman of God, that they don't, they don't, they don't even want to come near your front door. They don't want to come near your children. They don't want to come near your husband. They don't want to come near because they know that when I go there, that woman's going to have a hammer and a peg in her hand and she's not going to play around because you are powerful. You are a woman of God. It took a mighty woman of God 
It took a mighty woman of God to do what an army of 10,000 could not accomplish. Men, I love us. I do. I think we're, we're powerful. We got good men in this church. We do. We got some good strong men in this church. We got some men in this church. I would not want to meet you in the back alley if you were not full of the Holy Ghost. I wouldn't want to because you are strong. But you understand something this morning. There are things that you cannot do in the spiritual realm in your home that your wife has the ability to do because God has anointed her to do it. And there is power in women. There is a power in you. There is something in you that says, not in my house. I will not let this take place in my house. And and hear me this morning. If your wife calls something out, men, it's not Father's Day, but I'm going to speak to you for a second. If you've got a praying mama, you got a praying wife, you got a praying mother in your house, and she calls something out and said, the Lord has spoke something to me. Don't be like Barack and say, oh, I guess you got to go. No, no, no. You say, I back you on that. If that's what God is saying, then that's what we need to do because I want my house to be a house called a prayer. I want my place to be a place where God dwells. I don't want the enemy having, having in and out access into my house. I want my kids to be safe. You need to be in unity with your wife. You need to say this shall be a house, a house of prayer and holiness and righteousness and stand with her and stand with her in these things. You see, you've got a peg in your hand and that's why they're all spread out here today and I hope I got enough for every woman in this place but there's a peg up here today for you it's a good day and I I had a second title but I thought man should I share that I mean I'm already telling a gruesome story but maybe I don't know if I should tell this but I'll go ahead and share this at the end I I held off till the end to share this one Uh, my second title was it's a good day to kill To all the guests, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I preached a message once years ago, and I told, I told him on a Sunday before I dismissed, I said, you better be here next Sunday. You're going to want to hear that message. Everybody's waiting. I said, the title is this. I'll give it to you now. The title is How to Kill a Witch. And we had some guests that day. And I guess the husband was like, I don't know about this guy. (laughs) But when I say it's a good day to kill, that means here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you, woman of God. Here's what I'm telling you, mama. Here's what I'm telling you is that when you go home, you need to examine your home. You need to say, what is in here? What have I allowed in here? What have I given access to today? What spirits are dwelling in my house thinking that I'm going to stand at the door when Jesus come knocking and said, is the enemy in there? Am I going to stand at the door and say, oh, no, I'm just going to be his cover up? Or am I going to call him out and I'm going to expose him and say, I got the peg and the hammer in my hand. I'm ready to kill some stuff today. I'm ready to remove some stuff from my home today because I want my my kids to make heaven. I want my marriage to last. I want it to be of God. I want to be a worshiper. I want to have a prayer closet. I want to live for him and be righteous. I want that in my family. I will not live with the enemy. But it's a good day to take him out. 
It's a good day to take him out. Stand with me all over this place. All JL had, all she had in her hand was a hammer and a peg. You see, well, Pastor, I don't got too much in my hand. Guess what? You have been equipped with anointing. You have been equipped with his word. You have been equipped with a prayer closet to hit your knees when you feel it coming and begin to pray and call on the name of Jesus. Open up his word and begin to speak it out in your home. Turn on some music and begin to worship and shout through your house. I promise you right now, you're taking a peg and you're putting it through the temple of the enemy and you're saying, you don't belong in my house. Get out. This morning I ask, are there any women in this place that you say, you know what, Pastor? I'm not quite sure. Maybe there is some stuff in my house. But today, today, I'm going to stand up to it. Today, I'm going to say no more. There are some things that I've known for a while that needed to go. There's some things that needed to leave my house. It's been affecting my kids, affecting my marriage. It's been affecting my job. It's been affecting my relationship with God, my prayer life. It's been affecting everything. But Today is the day where I say no more. And I wonder if you'll come and just, I know it's just a simple piece of wood, but will you grab one and put it in your hand and say, I got a peg in my hand. I got a peg in my hand and today, enemy, walk in one more time and see what happens. Walk through my tent one more time and see what happens. Try to attack my kids one more time and see what happens. Come after my marriage one more time and see what happens. Come after my job, come after my peace, come after my peace of mine and see what happens because this time I'm not covering up for you anymore I'm not covering up for you anymore I'm not doing it I'm not but when you come and you lay down this time don't get too comfortable because I promise you your time's coming to an end I have any JLs in this place today because I'm telling you right now when she did this and she took this action Not only did she set herself free from things, but she set a whole nation free. So understand what takes place. What takes place when today, by one individual in your home, a praying mama in your home, a praying woman in your home, that when you say yes, today's the day. Like J.O. had to make up her mind. She could have said, I'll just hide him. But she said, no, no, I'm taking action today. I'm going to make sure. I'm gonna, I, he might come in and get a little comfortable, but he's going to die right here. What she was saying is, I'm getting ready to set some people free. You say, I have that power? Absolutely, you have that power. You have that power. I won't go into the Bible study, but there's a reason. You see something special about a woman in her long hair. I looked up, not to get too personal, but I looked up in the shower, and I've got this little bottle of shampoo I bought maybe it might thicken my hair a little bit in the back I saw pictures from district conference I said my lord where did that go start taking pictures from the front quit taking from the back but I looked up this morning and it said on the back here's the caption in bold letters your hair is powerful I was like, yeah, come on. 
ain't got a whole lot of it, but it's powerful. Come on now. But it hit me. Women have power with the angels. That when you live a righteous life, when you live a holy life, when you line yourself up with the word of God and you're doing everything you can to be what pleases God, I promise you that when something comes knocking at your door and says, hide me, all you've got to do is say, Jesus and the angels, you have power with the angels and the angels will come and fight on your behalf and the enemy, come on, you are drilling a stake in the side of the enemy's head when you call on the name of Jesus. So today in this place, you've got one in your hand. I want you to take this, and I want you to hold it tight. You're going to take this with you as a reminder. And I, I want you today, you, you might know some stuff in your house that needs to go. Maybe you know some, maybe you know some spirits that's fighting your house already today that, that you could say, I'm going to speak against. Maybe there's some stuff that's fighting against your marriage. Maybe some things you're, you feel the poor. Or maybe it's your mind. Maybe you said, Pastor, I haven't had peace of mind for a long time. I'm telling you right now, it is because you need to take this and put it through the mind of the enemy. So I want you to take whatever it is today, I want you to take this stake and I want you to hold it up high. I didn't give you a hammer, just the stake. Let the Lord be your hammer today. But I want you to take this stake and I want you to proclaim it today to the enemy that today is the last day. Today is the last day that you're going to fight against my kids. Today's the last day you're going to fight against my husband. Today's the last day you're going to rob me of peace in my mind and peace in my home. Come on, come on, woman of God. I want you to speak it boldly today. Speak it boldly today because you have power. You have power. Speak against it right now. Speak it out loud. Speak against it. Come on. Come on. You are calling angels down from heaven right now. You are calling angels down from heaven right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now, God, hear their prayers, Lord. God, loosen right now, oh God. In their homes, oh God. Come on. In the name of Jesus, speak it right now. Speak it right now. Speak it right now. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Come on.